and welcome to our podcast, White Trainers, Why Do We Love Them So Much? I'm Alex. I'm Adafala. I'm Alice. And I'm Emma. And today we're going to be talking about the consistent popularity of white trainers amongst women today. Just next time you're out and about, have a look and see. So many people now are wearing white trainers in one form or another, um, whether that's like a classic Converse plimsoll, a Nike high top or a Gola tennis shoe. So how many pairs of white trainers do you guys have? Just curious. I've only got three pairs. I thought I had more than that, but I disappointed myself <laughs> this morning when I was counting. <laughs> only three, unfortunately. Uh, I've got, I think, four, potentially ongoing for five. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I have three that I wear like solidly and then one pair that I don't really wear. But yeah, I think about four pairs, four pairs of white trainers. What about you, Alex? I think I've got three. One's like a specific running shoe. So I don't know if that counts, but. Oh, yeah. But like, that... I wear a lot and then one running pair. So we're all sort of in a similar range, three to four. Yeah. But yeah. how does that compare to your other range of like trainers that you'd wear, sort of fashion trainers? Because I've literally only got white trainers for sort of everyday life. Really? So you don't wear any other colours? Nope. <laughs> Especially not in okay. summer, you know, they just go with everything. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. The only problem is they get dirty really quickly, which is annoying. But you got to do it. you got to do it for the fashion, you know? Yeah. I always make the mistake of putting them in a washing machine and it just ruins them. So don't do that. Yeah, I used to do that at uni as well and they come out like a lovely grey. <laughs> I actually shrunk a pair once, um, my running ones, and I had to play netball in them. And, um, you know, like in netball you have to be on your toes all the time. Um, so I was like pushing my toes forward into these tiny shrunken trainers and it was just not good. I had no idea you could even shrink trainers. I thought it was just Yeah, because they were like the fabric-y ones. Oh, okay. So I wore white trainers on Sunday. So I don't know if anyone is aware, but Sunday was crazy <laughs> in terms of weather. <laughs> it was horrible. I was walking back home and I had to literally take refuge in this um, in this beer house under an arch, under this train track arch. And I was like, I was just standing there like a girl in the rain. And then um, a guy that was working inside the beer house came up to me and he was like, oh, um, do you like beer? And I was like, uh, not really. And you guys will come and try some beer. So I was there in the bar, just like shooting down all of these like different shots of beer, trying all these different samples for free. Anyway, the rain didn't subside. I still had to go back home after <laughs> I was still stable. Um, but then I was like, I need to go home. And between the beer house and my flat was about a 10 minute walk. But by the time I got home, my feet were so wet that I had to squeeze rainwater out of my socks. Oh. My shoes were, <laughs> it was the most gross feeling ever. Like, I don't think I've ever been stuck in the rain like that in my life. I've always been like inside or like in a car or something like that. And yeah, I was wearing white trainers as well. And they were absolutely ruined because I had like suede on them too. And um yeah. Are they doing now? Have they recovered? Have I mean, I can, show you, I can show you them now, but they're really gross. <laughs> they're recovering. They're dry now, but I'm scared to put my feet in them because you know how rainwater is actually really dirty. <laughs> yeah, especially in London. I know they're like dirty inside the shoe too, but yeah, rainwater and, and white shoes do not mix. Yeah. Have you guys got a specific like white trainer brand that you go for? Like I love Reeboks and Converse's. Yeah, I love Nike. I feel like Nike you can never go wrong with. Um, throw a bit of Adidas in there as well. Vans are great. Although there's a splash of black on my Vans, so a bit controversial. But yeah, definitely, definitely Nike. Air Force. It's just a classic. 
Yeah, I'd say definitely Nike Air Forces too. I feel like when I think of a white, a white trainer, white Air Force ones just come into my mind. I feel like they're perfect for summer. And I've also heard a lot about the silhouette of them too, and them being like the perfect or depending on what you like, but like the perfect shape for a white trainer too. Um, and yeah, they're kind of classic, really. I quite like an Adidas Gazelle. I don't know if that's a bit old school, but um, I do like those. Yeah, yeah classic. an Adidas Gazelle. Um, and I just got the new Gola ones that have some like a splash of purple. I think it's like orangey yellow. Sounds disgusting when you describe it, but it's quite nice. No, they're so nice. I really like those ones. What about like an ugly trainer? Do you have you guys ever, you know, delved into the world of really chunky, funky trainers? I never did it. Also, because I don't tend to go for chunky ones because I'm quite tall, so I try and minimise that. Um, but I never got into the ugly trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I did get one but the thing is I don't think it's ugly but I think I think I've been socialised to believe that it's beautiful at this point <laughs> because I remember when like ugly trainers came into fashion everyone was just calling them like PE teacher shoes like oh, that, that, they're so gross but I think Nike just managed to make it a bit more fashionable so I have these um, Nike Zoom 2000 and to be honest if I saw them four years ago I would have been like they're gross I don't like them at all because they are quite chunky and big but they're like my favourite trainers now. And they're also white too. So yeah, I fell for the trend. But not like the ugly, ugly ones. Like Balenciaga recently um, yeah. released some horrible looking shoes. As in like PE teacher shoes on steroids. They're horrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like they're going to be quite popular for people that can afford them. Mm. That's the other thing, isn't it? Like those kind of ones tend to be a bit more expensive. So yeah, the more you think about it, it's sort of like pulling at a bit of a thread um, and like so many issues can link in with white trainers. So the more you think about it, it's a bit like pulling at um, a sort of a thread and there's so many issues that are linked to white trainers. Um, everything from the frivolous, like whether people prefer their trainers to be box fresh or worn in and why they have that preference to bigger societal and socioeconomic discussions like the history of sexism and footwear and trainers as like a status symbol. So to keep ourselves focused, we're going to be breaking the subject down into four chunks. First up, we'll speak to Kate, a stylist at Farfetch, a luxury marketplace, and Bijal, a trainer fanatic. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's lovely to have you. In your fashion journey, like, have you seen a lot more trainers come into kind of people wanting to buy them? Like, have you seen white trainers in particular? I mean, it's been, it's definitely, when I was at June, trainers as a category was a big category, but it wasn't huge. But I think that's still kind of, I mean, June would be struggling now because you're up against like the massive cult favorites of Nike and Adidas which I mean probably like you guys I'm always going back so I'm just stick to kind of what I know sort of thing so for June to bring out trainers it was always quite a tricky one because not many people were there just to buy trainers so it wasn't a massive category um but definitely in styling every I mean I'm creating an edit today at Farfetch I'm doing men's well I do men's I basically do about two edits a week and an edit is um a collation of like looks that I create that I send out to my clients and every look that I do without fail will have a trainer in it which is mental because I guess years ago that wouldn't have even been a you know people wouldn't have wanted to buy trainers but now it's like one of the most popular category it is probably the 
most popular category of Farfetch, but at June it wasn't. But at Farfetch, because we have so many different brands, I think people are just like so interested in it. And it's growing and growing and growing massively. There's so many different types. So, But why do you think it's growing? Like, and especially with women, like why do you think women love trainers and especially white trainers? White trainers, well, first of all, white is my favourite colour because, and it's probably a thing for white trainers, It's it goes with everything. So... I pick up a white pair of trainers. I mean, I could go for any other color, but I just think white goes with everything and it's very clean and it's very simplistic and it literally goes with every color. Um, And it doesn't have to be just for like summer. You can use it in winter as well. The only issue with white trainers is (laughs) I am a shrewener. So I, with white trainers, will wear them out once. Did you just say a shrewener? I'm a shoe ruiner. I'm a shrewener. I am so bad at keeping my white trainers. So I actually avoid suede, anything. Like I can only really buy white leathers because I need something that I can wipe down and chuck in the washing machine if they're, if they're able to. But yeah, I think also maybe white trainers in general. Is like, well, obviously trainers started out as a, you know, an athletic kind of, it would have been a running trainer. It was never anything, I know you would never wear it for fashion purposes but for women maybe it was an opportunity to wear something comfortable if I think back to maybe like the 50s if I look at my granny's wardrobe at the moment I don't think there's anything in there that only she's literally clothes for years but there's nothing in there that's comfortable she's got you know little kitten slingback heels and I'd be thinking like are you running to the shop in those yeah (laughs) are you wearing those all the time but that was probably there was no opportunity I just don't think really women had the opportunity to be wearing trainers I mean I don't know about you guys but I'm very happy that they're part of our wardrobes now because I actually don't know what else I'd wear um so yeah probably just they're really versatile and they're really comfortable so yeah and I mean is there such thing as a perfect trainer silhouette I mean everyone has their preference I don't know about you guys but I am a sucker. Like, there's no perfect trainer. I think everyone has a thing that they're like, I like something that's maybe less platformed, maybe less chunky, a bit more classic, maybe like a beige. Or I have just bought recently from Farfetch an Adidas triple platformed trainer. Triple platform. (laughs) Sounds like they're really high, but they're actually not. They're maybe a couple of inches, but I. The perfect trainer for me is something with a massive platform. And not that I'm small, Cole, you, you can vouch for me. I'm 5'5". Five five. I'm, not, I'm not, you know, below average. I just love having that height. And I think my mum's probably the same. I think my mum was always wearing heels of some sort. So trainers for me are kind of like my version of being able to give myself a bit of height. So the perfect trainer for me is something with a big old chunky platform. But... Um, definitely I mean there isn't a brand out there I can't think of any brand that doesn't like there are so many different types of trainers now there probably was back in the day I mean if you think about Converse must be one of the oldest trainer brands um and they're still known for like they haven't actually really changed up their look at all and they must be quite lucky that they are just so known for that kind of type of silhouette and they don't really need to change it much um so I guess everyone kind of has the perfect trainer in their head. There's the ugly trainer that's really coming through that is very popular on Farfetch. Is it? 
Yeah. Why do you think ugly trainers? Like, I think people are looking for something different. Everyone's always looking for something that's eye-catching and like, you know, Balenciaga trainers, they are really interesting. Personally, not for me, which is funny because I love a chunky platform trainer. But I mean, the good thing that Balenciaga are really playing on is you recognise their trainers straight. Yeah. And Mm. you know exactly where they're from. And that's maybe why they're so popular. And I feel like maybe lots of brands are really playing on that at the moment. I know Yeezy have actually just brought out collaboration. I don't even know if it is with Farfetch. They've just brought out this trainer. And honestly, it is horrific. It's something, the only way I can describe it is it's like a ski boot with like cutouts in it made of like plastic silicon I've seen that shoe have you it there's holes in it yeah it's so (laughs) weird first of all I was like that's really impractical if it rains yeah (laughs) what are you gonna do but it's it's definitely just one of those trends that people want you like people with a lot of money want to be able to look you to look at their feet and go you've spent a lot of money on that regardless of it being seriously impractical but someone buys it like someone wants to wear it someone this is the thing I've starting at Farfetch I've worked at so many different companies and the people with the amount of money that I'm seeing being spent is absolutely wild and it's just a different kettle of fish it's something I will never understand we have a pair of Nike Air Jordans which are most expensive pair of trainers on our website take a gander as to how much they might be I don't know 500 quid oh Coley oh no is it loads more (laughs) two grand 38,000 pounds (laughs) (laughs) could I have been further off (laughs) that is like incomprehensible isn't it and some some people buy two pairs one's not enough Thirty-eight thousand pounds. Thirty-eight thousand pounds. and when do they wear these like what at what point would you wear that they're not even that nice (laughs) (laughs) I mean do you think that trainers have longevity do you kind of see that always going to be around like people are going to be dropping 38k left right and center I seem to be going through them quite quickly. My housemates don't let me borrow their trainers anymore because I'll go out and I out and I'll ruin them. Um, no, well, 100% trainers will, like I said, the, there's so many different styles coming out. I, I'm interested. I'm so interested to see. What do you have to say about, like, you know, after a while, especially when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I noticed, like, especially Nike, it's like they were spearheading this new type of like athletes trainer that everybody could wear made out of um, like a soft fabric with like foam, a foam sole. Mm. And they were charging like 80 pounds on average for them if you were lucky to get them in a size five or something like that. Did you see like, did you see that happen behind the scenes? Like the rise of a really soft trainer that seemed like they were using less complex materials, but they were charging more for it. It's that, uh, yeah. When you break it down like that, it sounds ridiculous. I guess it goes back to the £38,000 trainer. There's nothing, they haven't changed anything really compared to what, like, you can get Adidas trainers, which are 100% suede, which you can get for under 100 quid. And like you said, yeah, of course, like they'll just be charging for the brand. So you'll have Primark 
doing, you know, they, you know, the, the composition of the fabric won't be that good, but they'll sell them for like eight pounds. And I reckon Adidas, if you looked into it, the composition of their fabrics wouldn't be that great, but they can charge 80 pounds because they're Adidas. Yeah. Um, and even I used to find it, it was really interesting, like things like sustainable fabrics right. and with that vegan leather is something that's becoming like a massive thing obviously but the problem with vegan leather is it's not actually it's such a coy a con in your head because people go oh my god I'm doing so good for the environment when actually vegan leather is just plastic girl yeah it's just converting it's really clever it's really really clever of them I'll give them that and I remember when we were at June we used to we couldn't afford from us as suppliers for our trainers to do 100% leather so we would do like PU linings and stuff but we would label them vegan leather and like it would definitely make a difference because we're not lying it's just yeah. like leather but we've just labeled it something completely different um so no it's it's I think people are definitely becoming more conscious of it yeah, yeah definitely Oh, Kate, this has been brilliant. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I've enjoyed it. Big time, guys. It's been enlightening learning so much about trainers and fashion. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so cool. I want to ask you loads and loads of questions, but I'll say that for another day. Another day. Another day. I want to say thank you. What a total treat. Thanks for speaking to us, Kate. That was so insightful. Um, so, Alice, can you tell us more about the evolution of women's footwear and uh, how it kind of translates till today? Yeah, definitely. So the history of women's footwear is actually a really interesting one, incorporating lots of political and social movements along the way. So I think the most typically feminine shoe that people would associate with women is the high heel. However, ironically, up until the 19th century, heel shoes are actually typically worn by men to indicate a high social standing. What do you mean? And also just to yeah, prove their social standing in society, they'd be wearing high heels. Like cowboys. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. cowboys. Like when we think of high heels, we're not thinking of like stilettos or like stripper heels, we're thinking of... Maybe like a kitten, right? Or something a bit higher. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like six inches. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they were spotting stilettos. I think it was more like a sort of high, high heel boot type thing. Mm. That makes sense. And like, when did that when did that sw- switch to then women wearing stilettos or heels or whatever? So it switched in the Victorian era. Um, so that's when the modern heel really started to take shape and kind of be a show of femininity and refinement. Um, so since then, heels have become more of a symbol of women's footwear, um, from Cuban heels introduced in the early 20th century to make women's feet appear more petite, to the introduction of the famous stiletto in the 1950s. Um, and then it was only really in the 60s and 70s that young women started to experiment more with pumps and trainers. Um, and I guess this makes sense because of women's liberation um, and all the feminist movements that were happening around that time. So it's like liberation of feet as well. Exactly. <laughs> liberation of the female foot. Well <laughs> as everything else. I wish should have called the podcast that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you wear heels when you go out now? Or is it yeah, we, trainers still? 
Oh, no, I don't wear heels. I mean, on my birthday a few weeks ago, I wore a platform sandal. That was something big for me because I don't wear, I don't wear heels. I feel like I've always associated heels with like older, mature women who have their lives in line. <laughs> they, could, like, they could wear heels with jeans and go to Westfield and like go for a shopping spree. But me, I couldn't do that. So if I was going to wear heels on my birthday, it would be to take a picture. It wouldn't be just because it goes with my outfit and I'm a heel wearer. So the yeah. platform sandals were a big step for me because they elevated me the same way that a heel would. But it was mm-hmm. still a little more comfortable and I, I can hardly even walk in heels anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose also with like women's liberation, you can't really be out marching in heels. Like it's just not going to work, yeah. is it? You can't like run or do much in heels. But... I'd also like worry on like escalators. Like, I just feel like so unsteady, like I'm going to get stuck in it or like... <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't feel safe to wear heels. I wonder if it has anything to do with like, so you know how people say that the um, the bra was made by a man, right? And I guess for men's viewing pleasure or even things down to the way. I've, I've heard apparently that the way women give birth on beds and maternity wards is not the most practical way to give birth. It was actually constructed like that by a male doctor or something like that which is just horrible to think about I guess not the best position so I wonder if Hills had a similar influence like was there a male influence on um Hills becoming popularized or do you think it was just like a general cultural shift that we can't really pin down to a certain a certain place I feel like it could be to do with like partly to do with controlling women and making us like more vulnerable and like in need of assistance from men that like if you're in heels you can't do as much so it, it sort of I don't know, I feel like it could be linked in with that potentially yeah no I would agree I think definitely in more of the Victorian times as well it was definitely a show of femininity and making women look more petite and attractive to men um, I think a lot of fashion around that time you have like corsets and things like that I think it was all orientated around attracting men and appearing traditionally feminine in those ways um so yeah it, it is really interesting how I guess patriarchy links into it as well so what about like different trainer brands and like the domination of the brands if you get what I mean so in terms of the most popular ones for women do you know much about that yeah so it was kind of during the 1980s that things started to go well for women's trainers I guess um, and more brands started to come in things like that um, so that era, you really start to see the domination of brands like Converse, Nike and Adidas. They were all popular with men and women. Um, and it became, I guess, a lot more commercialised in that way as well. Is that when trainers became like a staple in the wardrobe? Yeah, definitely. I'd say that. Um, I think from the 80s up until now, you can see the kind of rise of trainers in women's footwear um, in sport, but also just sort of everyday wear as well. Um, I think there's been a lot of women's footwear trends that have come in the modern day, like Uggs, for example, which I feel like no one wears anymore. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think trainers have always kind of remained a staple in the wardrobe, um, which is really interesting. I think obviously white trainers certainly appear to be like everyone's favourite choice. Do you think they will stay popular for a long time or do you think that's would you a change or are they going to stick around I don't know I think I'd be excited to see a change (laughs) I think they're just so kind of I don't know pleasing and 
and flexible. I mean, you can wear them with absolutely everything. So I don't really see them going down in popularity because I feel like, you know, whatever your whatever trends come and go for clothing, I think white trainers can always fit alongside that, I'd say. Yeah. And what about, like, what do you guys think about the, just tying this into kind of women's fashion in general and how it's changed? Because you were talking about, like, corsets and stuff and high heels and now we've got trainers, but we've also now got, like, much baggier clothing. And do you think mm-hmm. that ties into kind of, like, I guess, less trying to conform to back in the day what men want let's just say you know now we've got baggier trainers not as tight clothing it's much more acceptable to kind of wear whatever you want and the same with trainers Mm. there's definitely been like a move towards comfort I think and women's comfort um and it's sort of like similar footwear and like even bras and stuff like I remember everyone would wear like proper like underwire like push-up bras when we were younger and now like most women I know like either don't wear them or like wear like a, a bralette or something just a bit more geared towards comfort and I think that's like a part of a similar discussion as the the white trainer thing yeah definitely yeah definitely I'd agree although I don't know if you guys saw in the news um that the Ukraine military actually made all their female soldiers march in high heels sorry what not thinking this day and age that that would be a thing but yeah, no, they made them march in high heels and there was obviously a lot of controversy that kicked off around it. But in terms of practicality and comfort, it just obviously makes no sense. Um, and it shows, I guess, that there is still parts of the world where sexism in women's fashion and footwear does still exist. It's crazy. Definitely. That's yeah. mad. They're just trying to make their female soldiers look sexy in inverted brackets. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna go to war. At least do it looking sexy. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> like war, but make it hot. <laughs> and we just know, like a man designed that as well. Like a woman would never have yeah. designed the uniform and said, "Let's now put heels on that." It would have been a man who decided it. Yeah, yeah, because so. we know how uncomfortable heels can be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they'd subject other women to that. It's quite interesting. But I, I feel like in terms of trainers in general, when you when you ask the question of what are the future, what's the future for footwear, for like women's footwear, my mind literally can't think of anything else. I feel like we've really, <laughs> this is the one thing that we've been successful at as a human race, like trainers. There's no ceiling above that. It's like we've hit the, because <laughs> yeah. they're so comfortable. There are so many yeah. different types of trainers as well. And, you know, I guess back in the day we had, um, like leather shoes and like just different things that weren't as comfortable. I remember going to this museum, I think it was, oh, I think it was the Museum of London and they had um, uh, like a, an exhibition of shoes in like that Londoners were wearing and they had much smaller feet there too. But if you just like imagine uncomfortable elf shoes with like no soles, that's basically what they were wearing like hundreds of years ago. And obviously at this point we're way past leather elf, sh- elf shoes. So I think it's just cool that we like progress so much that I personally can't think of anything better than a trainer I think it's like the most practical one so I agree I don't think there's any going back now like I don't think I want to go back to like ballet pumps after trainers yeah Yeah. remember remember flats did you guys have a flats phase when I was like a teenager I used to wear flat shoes all the time it's so Mm -hmm. bad for your feet as well like it's just awful you know like the kind of classic Amy Winehouse ballet pump 
like the really super flat one I used to wear those all the time it's just like why and you like you'd hear them like flip-flopping on the ground if you put the backs down as well the whole thing so what were you thinking (laughs) actually quick tangent what kind of shoes did you guys wear throughout school I think even in school it, it was interesting because I remember in year seven and eight still being reluctant to wear things like trainers because I felt like they were somehow masculine which is so crazy so I'd be wearing things like flats and pumps and things like that which were really uncomfortable but felt some kind of pressure which is weird because it was only 10 years ago yeah, yeah. we had an intense brogue phase do you remember that one like really like stiff leather like lace up with like that was a thing for a while yeah I had like a flats I had like flats in year seven year eight and then I had kickers for one year you know how kickers are supposed to last mine only lasted like one academic year and then I got Dr (laughs) Martin so like my like year 10 and year 11 and oh, they, that's uh, cool. Cool girl. Yeah, I was yeah. cool. Back in the day. <laughs> that's very true. <tricky. laughs> I've got some horrible memories of, I think I I used to wear these sort of like, not brogues, but like slip-on shoes that had mm. a little bit of, um, like not as flat as belly pumps, but in between, they're like slip-ons. And I used to find... Um, finding shoes so difficult because I used to I didn't want to go to like Clark's or get any of those like classic ones with a massive heel because I was really tall so I was like no it has to be flat but it couldn't be a ballet pump and in the end I used to find these shoes find one pair and I'd wear them for the whole year by the end they'd be completely ruined and I'd duct tape them so I just duct tape up all the holes and my mum was like are you actually joking I'm sorry but these are my favourite shoes so yeah I used to go to school with duct tape on my shoes thinking it was it's what you do here <laughs> yeah, it would look great. <laughs> so yeah, we've spoken about the history of footwear for women and how it's changed over time. And I think there's definitely a sense of ownership that we've like come across as in we're now comfortable with the shoes that we're wearing, at least in this day and age. And um, they're a lot more inclusive for different types of people and for different genders as well, which I think is really interesting. So we're going to speak to Bijal, who is a trainer lover. She literally just got the most amazing pair of white trainers a few days ago. This is perfectly timed. And we're going to speak to her about her experience of collecting trainers and why she loves trainers so much. So hi, Bijal. Thank you for coming to speak to us today on our podcast. Uh, Just to start off, would you call yourself a sneakerhead? And if yes, why? If no, why? Um, not really, you know, I, I see sneakerheads as someone with like a whole wall full of shoes and a whole room, like, you know how you see on Instagram, yeah. or like they cop every single pair of shoes that drops every week. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a sneakerhead, but I have like an appreciation for it. Yeah. I, if I had the means to have every single pair that I wanted and I liked, I probably would have them. <laughs> yeah, would <you? laughs> and why do you like trainers so much? Like what draws you to them? It's really random. I feel like they're like a statement piece when it comes to outfits. You could wear like an all black outfit, let's say like a black pair of jeans and a black t-shirt. But if your shoes look good, then you look good. Yeah. Um, I was watching a video and someone said like, it's like picking your favourite ice cream. Like they're just so different. Like, you yeah. know, when you go into an ice cream shop and there's so many flavours and colours and sprinkles and toppings. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like walking into a shop. Like... 
yeah, they all just look so different and cool. It's nice. Do you think that there's like a distinction between how white trainers change an outfit and like every other color? Like, do you think white trainers are elite compared to other colors? I prefer colorful trainers, you know. Okay. It says more about you and your personality. Mm. I don't know if you've seen the Ben and Jerry's, um, the Ben and Jerry shoes. Like they're so colorful. They're blue and yellow and they just look sick compared to like all white trainers. I feel like all white trainers look the same personally to me. Mm. Um, although they go with every single outfit and every single occasion, they're cool pair of trainers. Like no matter what brand they are, they look good. I feel like the colorful ones are the ones that pop out more. Mm. And do you think trainers have become less accessible nowadays if um, people stockpiling and reselling? And what do you have to say about that? Hundred percent. I feel like it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <it is. clears throat> Normal people can't get their hands on trainers. And I feel like that's who it's targeted at. I don't know if you take like Nike and Adidas. It's more for like normal people. Do you know what I mean? And it's so hard to get your hands on it. Like Nike and Adidas are becoming the new Balenciaga and Louis Vuitton in terms of footwear. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's a nice pair of shoes. And when you sell it, they're 90 pounds. But if you want to buy them two weeks later, they're 900 pounds. it's impossible it's impossible for normal people um and I feel like trainers are like a streetwear thing and they're becoming more designer Mm -hmm. and streetwear to me is like thrift shopping and like putting secondhand clothes together and just it's more urban and I feel Mm -hmm. like trainers are not urban anymore they're more like high fashion high-end pieces of accessories yeah do you think that has anything to do with like the collaborations? Like, for example, Yeezy collaborating with Adidas, and or I think recently they collaborated with Balenciaga <clears throat> or Louis Vuitton or something like that. Do you think is that's kind of driving driving the motivation behind it? Hundred percent. That's what my dissertation's about. <laughs> oh, really? What's it about? Yeah. Um. So it's basically about how hip hop music has encouraged um the youth to basically buy high fashion items. Mm. Um, so yeah 100% like I said if Travis Scott like like now there's a pair of Jordans with a Travis Scott collaboration I was looking online it's £5,000 starting price for resale price but I don't know if Travis Scott's name wasn't next to that they'd probably be like £200 max yeah um, so yeah the celebrity that comes with the shoe really does make a difference yeah um, on the note of Jordans, though, tell me about your new white Jordans because I saw them on Instagram and I said, those are nice. <laughs> so, yeah, the Jordan 4 Warriors. Um, I had my eyes on them like six months ago. Oh, so, wow. when they show a pair of trainers, you don't really know if they're going to sell them or not. It's just more speculations. There's been a little leak. Um, mm. I feel like a couple months ahead. Um, yeah, I was like, I need them. So I actually pre-ordered them before the release date. They're actually a very nice pair. However, I don't know how I'm going to style them yet. I'm not much of a sneakerhead, but when I have trainers that I feel like I can't style with much, I just wear like the plainest outfit ever. And then I let the shoes just do their thing. I, I let the shoes wear me, to be honest. I'm like, you know what? That's what I said. You need a simple outfit and just the yeah. trainers and your hair done. And we've had this conversation before. As long as your hair's done, you look good. So as long yeah. as your trainers good. You look good. Cool. And speaking of expensive trainers, do you mind disclosing the most you've ever spent on a pair of trainers before? 
That's interesting. I actually don't spend a lot on them. (laughs) Even like the really exclusive ones? The most I've spent is... I think two hundred and thirty pounds. Okay, that's, that's actually that's actually quite decent because I know trainers can be expensive. Yeah, um, there's a pair of shoes. I was doing research for my dissertation. A pair of shoes from the nineties, maybe it might be Eminem or Kanye, but they're going for a million. And obviously, they're an old pair, wow. and they've been worn. I think, but they're going for a million dollars. Wow. So. Never know. And they're never going to be worn again. They're just to keep in like a glass box, probably. Like, it's just a thing to have it and to not wear it. Would you ever do that yourself? Like, collect a pair of trainers and never wear them and just keep them preserved? Although they increase in value, the condition of the shoe decreases. Mm. Um, it's like if you keep a cardboard box under your bed, it's not going to, you know, the damp will get to it or it start crumbling away. Like, there'll be loads of dust. The same actually happens to shoes. Because the shoes aren't really that expensive. They're made of, if you think about it, rubber, plastic. I don't know the materials. But they're not made to last for that long. Um, And there's actually like viral videos going around of people having shoes from the 90s. And they're like, um, the rubber soles are like wearing away and crumbling off. And you actually get, they're actually in better condition if you wear them regularly rather than not wearing them. Because they need like that bounce and that movement for them to in good condition so yeah Interesting, I found yeah. that out in the past week saying that my first ever pair of Jordans I went to New York when I was 14 or 15 and I said I can't go to New York and not come back with Jordans like yeah. <laughs> that's impossible <laughs> and that's when I was starting to get into shoes at mm-hmm. that age and I was like oh, my first pair of Jordans I really need them I've thrown them away now because they're taking up space yeah which hurt me but it's like they're, they're no use I can't sell them my kids won't be able to wear them because they're ugly and like the sole just it was a white sole it started going yellow the discoloration um the tongue just wasn't staying in one place the stitching was coming out so yeah yeah speaking of discoloration do you have any cleaning tips especially for white shoes because I've cleaned a couple pairs of white shoes before and I'm trying to ignore the yellow it's like they're so ugly at this point but I want to keep the shoe you have to be careful when you're cleaning them because you don't want to use alcohol it's mm-hmm. going to ruin the material and like obviously it will seep into the shoe. Um, there probably are cleaning products, but I use micellar water makeup remover. Oh, really? It okay. works. Yeah. Or throw them in the washing machine at a cool temperature with some vanish. It'll be fine. No bleach, just a vanish. How many pairs of white trainers do you have? Oh my God. If you're talking <laughs> Air Forces. Oh, so it's Air Forces and then it's other ones. <laughs> Yeah, wow. but do you know what? Like loads have been thrown away. When my when my white trainers are just not white anymore, they get thrown away. Yeah, uh, especially when it comes to Air Forces because they're so cheap. I can afford to do that. Like in my shoe size, I'm a size three for reference. Mm. So once you put student discount on top of it, mm. some of my Air Forces are forty pounds. Oh, so two pairs of white Converses. I've got one pair of Puma ones. Maybe four pairs of Air Forces. I'd say seven or eight. Okay, so you're in like the higher group. So we did a poll on Twitter and Mm. about 70 something percent of people had one to three pairs of um, white trainers. And then like maybe under 20 percent of people had like between four and between four and nine. So you're kind of up there. (laughs) Yeah, they're kind of in rotation at the moment. 
Okay. And what do you have to say about like women and wearing trainers? Because obviously, let's say, obviously a hundred years ago, nobody was wearing trainers, but I feel like at first they were mostly for men and like athletes and things like that. So what do you think about the the whole thing about women getting into trainers and women being sneakerheads in comparison to what it must have been like 20 years ago? I think it's a really cool hobby to get into. Um, I don't know if you've seen the discussions, but loads of men say, what are women's hobbies? Yeah. And I'm I say shoes are my mm. hobby and I'm not talking heels or sandals I'm talking trainers um it's a hobby like watching the TikToks or reading like a sneaker blog is really mm. interesting there's loads of stuff to learn from it the same way you're going to learn about football there's the same amount of knowledge out there on trainers mm. so if you're interested in it just get into it you don't have to know everything I don't know everything I can't name every single shoe that I see um but yeah, if you like them and you can get into it without having to buy them because that was me like three years ago. Oh, okay. um, you can just appreciate from far away without having to open up your purse and spend money. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for speaking to me, Vijay. That was so insightful. I hope yeah. our listeners are now in the mood to buy some new trainers whenever they see them and they can afford them. <laughs> <laughs> So in conclusion, we found that trainers seem to be not going anywhere. They are an amazing staple piece for your wardrobe, women and men, especially white trainers, because they seem to go with everything. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's been so fascinating speaking to Kate and Bija as well, like especially Kate saying that now every style edit she does includes a trainer. And yeah, like they just have such longevity and they're extremely comfortable. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and also, I thought the poll results that we did on Twitter were quite interesting. Um, I think it was like 75% of people who replied said they had um, one to three pairs. So it's obviously something that most people are on board with and I think will probably continue to be. Okay, so we decided to conduct a poll to find out how many women actually had a pair of white trainers. Um, and we got quite good feedback on it, actually. Um, out of 112 votes, it turned out that 83% of women had a pair of white trainers. Um, and from that, it was 74% had one to three pairs, 7% four to nine pairs, and 2% had 10 plus pairs of white trainers. It's quite impressive to have um, 10 pairs, but yeah. <laughs> No, I don't even think I have 10 plus pairs of shoes. So, you know, white trainers, that is some white trainer fanatic right there. That's, mm-hmm. well, fanatics, stupid, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but that's quite, um, seems quite conclusive, I think, for our question that people do love white trainers. And yeah, I can't imagine the trend going away anytime soon. No, I agree. I think it's definitely here to stay. I think that's definitely you know, a strong sign that, you know, girls are just into white trainers, I guess. They love them. They do. <laughs> Music by bensound.com. Mm-hmm.